With us today is Lisa Headley, Ayurvedic practitioner, founder of the Mayflower Spa. This is Lisa Headley's strategies for dealing with stress. I think I say this so often now, of which there's a lot. Hello, Lisa. (laughs) Is it the time of life? Is it the time of year? Yes, all of those things. I must say, I'm starting to stress about climate change, which every time I open the newspaper, they've just finally, you know, hello, people have finally twigged. And I find that really staggering because I was talking to somebody else about this, um, and I may be particularly attuned to it because anyone who does, when you started yoga, it was not the, it was quite off the beaten track. Yeah. Astrology, it was one of those things that's barely been rehabilitated into the main, mainstream, <laughs> you know, barely. It's like, oh, no, let's yeah. keep. And the person, and I don't know, he's a, this is probably the wrong word, so scientists, please don't crash into polls as you're listening. Um, uh, a, a glaciologist or somebody who, somebody was onto this in 1978. He died in 1987. The point is, he was laughed out of every room except for scientists you know when he presented this it was like, oh, ha, 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 not a problem <laughs> and it, it just made me think of the oh, 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 oh it couldn't possibly oh, oops yeah and oops. which is such a fact of life at this moment well meaning just, that people sta- staggering is the right word right you but the, the, the right word the Lack of connection to consequence is staggering, just as is the expectation that, and I don't know when this one sprang full-bodied from the head of Zeus, The expe- people expect to know whether they're going to like something and how it's going to be before they do it. Oh, that's an interesting comment. And when you well, go, that puts a lot of added stress on a situation, doesn't it? No question, because there's an expectation Ooh. of an outcome, and th- I just remember, I remember being having to adjust that life. You don't know; it's not a given. It's never been a given. You don't know. You do what you can within the confines, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, there's no guarantee. Right. And Definitely. then I, I can link that even to there was a big article about the huge sale at Christie's the other night. And it went on to say at the very bottom, um, most of the most of the lot, a good 50 percent of the lots had guarantees. And I thought that's so funny because it used to be um, a crapshoot. Life is, and a sale was, and and everything is a crapshoot. You go to work, you hope that your job is there that day. Yeah. (laughs) And so I just, I find the whole thing absolutely fascinating in terms of expectations, consequences, and on a certain level, no wonder people are stressed. Well, that's what I was just going to say. So the underlying current there is that we're not living in a a sense of awareness and reality. And when you aren't living in awareness and reality, it's a scary world. It's a scary world anyway, but it becomes even scarier because you have this false sense of being able to control things and you operate like you can control things. And yet we all know deep down that's not possible. 
So it creates a profound sense of, of instability, you know, at a, at a very core level. And I, 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 the reason that I wanted to call this show today Essentials was because, you know, there are some essential sort of ground floor things that you need to do to create um, just a sense of, of grounding for who you are so you can operate out of a place that at least feels like home. You know, so I, I just, I decided, whoa, okay, let's go back to basics. Let's go back to, I decided this because I'm just, I'm writing a blog post about this for next week's entry in my law life column, just for this reason, because we have this lack of connection to consequence. We have this floating, very unsettled, unstable sense of ourselves, and that is not good. Um, it's particularly not good, let me just say this, because I like to add my little Ayurvedica in there, you know. It's particularly bad for people who tend to feel ungrounded, who tend to feel more anxious. We call those vata types. And there is, you know, a vata time of life as we get older. So anybody listening who is in their, you know, f- mid-50s and older, that is your vata time of life. And the basic principle in Ayurveda is that like increases like. So when you've got this ungrounded, light, dry, cold, mobile are the qualities of vata. When you've got this ungrounded sense of yourself blended with an a- being at that age, it gets even worse. Um, now, that is to say that people who are in their midlife, meaning in their, you know, really worker years, their, their more ambitious years, that's said to be between sort of 18 and 55. Um, you know, you're building a family, you're building a career, you're running out there, you're thinking that the, the world is open to you. Those people can also get ungrounded very easily by these, this lack of having a home base. And by home base, I mean the self. And I mean this not, as we always say, this isn't like a narcissistic pursuit. This isn't like, oh God, these people, they're just always yattering on about grounding and being in myself. Well, what about, you know, the greater world? And I don't have time for that or whatever the response is. It's not a narcissistic thing. It's an essential thing. It is essential to operate out of who you are really to be able to operate well. Now, do some people just sort of fluke and luck into, whoa, that worked for me? Sure. But I don't believe that on an ongoing basis or for any sustained period of time, we can operate in the world successfully. And I mean emotionally and physically. You know, physical illness as well as emotional instabilities and extreme stress. Nobody can operate for long unless they have some real sense of who they are. And I think we all know people who just were born with more of a sense of that than others, right? Some people just, I don't know. Just, I noticed... just, just have a better, yeah, and some people are okay with that, some people less so. Huh. And it just, it just. All it... that means is the people that are less so work a little, have to work a little harder at it. it. That's all it means. It doesn't mean that, you know, this sort of blueprint for who you are is immutable. It's like, it is like a blueprint for, for a house, you know, you, you, you can draw it and you, before you build it, you can redraw it. <laughs> you know, before it becomes bricks and mortar in the ground, you have this opportunity to redraw it. And I like to think of it like that in life. You know, you have this opportunity to draw and redraw the lines of who you are. It's not immutable. People get sometimes stuck in this thought, well, that's just the way I am. 
But I don't believe that. Well, I think also that needs to be encouraged in a way that I, I, routines used to be adjustable in a funny way. I mean, they were routines, but you had more. I, I've just watched, and I'm talking now over a quarter of a century, I've just watched time deprivation and a hardening of, well, it has to be this time. Well, it has to be that. I don't know if you saw the article the other day that, um, I, 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 I don't know, I think, I hope you're sitting down, but that sleep is necessary for health. I know, I saw that article. It did make me laugh. It was okay, like, because really? it was, really? I, I, as I said, you know, please, what, what, what one used to say is stop the presses, because how did we get, how we're supposed to be so smart, so technologically advanced, so this, so that, how did we get to the point where somehow sleep became optional. What, what, what's breathing? I remember being absolutely, this is another technical term, fatutzed, when there were women who were having cesareans before the nine months were up because they didn't want to be pregnant for that long. <laughs> and that was a very, uh, you know, that was a very hip thing oh, to do. It's not nice to fool Mother Nature. That's right. It's just not. <laughs> it, in the end, bottom line, messing with Mother Nature rarely works out the way that you expect. Right. I was listening to, this is totally an aside, and then I'm going to get to my little essentials, but I was also listening to, I guess it was on NPR, um, an expert who was talking about energy. And he was saying that, you know, the reality is that we need so much more energy in the upcoming years because of developing nations. And the cheapest, easiest way is coal. So coal is what they're actually going to use. And since coal is what they're actually going to use, then let's spend our money finding ways to make coal cleaner. Now, I loved hearing this because, you know, sure, it would be tempting to say, well, let's just build more nuclear reactors so we can have nuclear energy and let's do this and let's do that. But he was being very pragmatic and very straightforward and saying, this is what people are actually going to do in China and India and other developing nations. So given that it is what they're going to do, let's be practical and realistic and find good ways to do it. Okay, listen, I don't want to get into a debate on energy sources because that's a long conversation, right, but we don't need obviously. to. You can, you can, we can have, we can add but, pragmatism, however, too. But pragmatism was what struck me about that. And I thought on some levels it is a really good thing to just stop like, just stop all the chatter and all the nonsense and all the junk and be a little bit pragmatic about yourself, your body, in this life, in this time, what you're doing, what you have to do, what challenges face you. That is sort of the unspoken first essential. And be pragmatic. But stop right there because I contend, and I'm really sorry because I know you've got other things on this list. But I think that there is a need for a strategy for stopping. Because right. I that's, have that's for sure. I have four <laughs> texts this morning sitting here that I just haven't gotten to yet that are from someone who I love dearly who can't stop. she she is all the best intentions in the world, but she can't stop. 
Right. Well, so I can't get to, so let me get to item my one. List because I just right. want you to say that to understand that the, the framework for this whole list has to do with being pragmatic and being creative. Okay. Period. Those are the two things. You've got to use your imagination and you've got to be pragmatic at the same time without getting nauseous. I understand this might be difficult, but that's that. Now, number one, feed yourself. Feed your body, feed your mind, feed your senses. So think of that car. You need excellent quality fuel. You need oil and you need to get it serviced. Well, it's exactly like this for humans. And we forget this. We're so busy trying to be vegans and, and this is and that's and being skinny and da, 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 da. We don't feed ourselves and we don't feed ourselves properly. So it's just a basic rule. Feed yourself. Figure out what serves you and suits you. In Ayurveda, we have that wonderful framework of Vata Pitta Kapha where you can really understand your constitution and then pick things and ways to eat and ways to be that are going to feed yourself properly. Short of that, there's a lot of other ways to assess that. But the bottom line is feed yourself. I sit with too many people who they they I like I understand edited their diet to this to, to three pea pods and a green juice and I just think oh lord have mercy no wonder you're grumpy yeah so that's that's number one and as an aside um a family member so I'm, I'm not I'm able to say this a family member wrote a vegan cookbook and she cooked vegan for six eight vegan and cooked it because she felt that that would be appropriate and sure. her husband well, my brother said yeah her entire sense of humor went away. And it's right. back. I now. understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this yeah. is something that people, because when you sometimes listen to the news, I'm not saying it's funny, but there are some, there are some things that happen that you need a sense of humor for. And you go, wow, how did they get themselves into that predicament? But you can only do that if you have some sort of, lubricant there and that's what a sense of humor is for well there you go so perfect example <laughs> i love it all right number two cultivate awareness and clarity so you know my basic thing is we have to be clear in all things in order to know what to feed yourself you know these are all sort of chicken and egg you have to be clear you have to and then to do that you have to cultivate awareness of your own needs and then attend to those needs so you know autopilot recipe for disaster. Living in the past or the future means you miss what's here and now where life is unfolding. So you got to be cultivating awareness here and now and clarity about what you want, what you genuinely want out of a situation, out of life, out of your meal, out of whatever the thing is that's in front of you. What, what's the end game for you? What do you really want out of it? And go from there. But you have to cultivate that. And we've talked about practices for doing that. Well, the other in thing, many, many shows. Since, since you mentioned that, one of the other things that I've noticed in this week is that most people are, have become lateral thinkers. They, 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 you were raised, I was raised, a certain generation was raised to figure out the objectives. Like, all right, well, what do you want to achieve? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? You are talking about this right now. Most people have no longer trained the nubs and created the channels to answer that question. Most people now answer that question, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. of, of a certain age. Now, I can't say of a certain age because that implies older. Um, people, I would say 35 and up, I'm just, it, it's arbitrary. You can come in and uh, still have a sense of objective, but you have an entire group that has not been 
trained in follow. They they take actions and they're the actions are attached, but they are lateral as opposed to forward moving. Well, I think that's right. So that that goes with cultivate because I people are going to try. Some people are going to try that and go, huh? I don't know. I, I don't know what I want. Why are you asking me? That gives me stress. <laughs> Right. Well, and it's and, but and you so, have to have goals and intentions. But that has you don't. To, but it can be well, reduced. I just want to a a goal can be something as simple as I I, I want a peaceful day or I don't yes, want my stomach to be exactly. in a knot. Not it doesn't have to be. I want to be an astronaut. It's exactly. It's uh, but it's thinking of that objective. And again, I think there's a lot of age related wisdom here that you could. If, if some of this isn't making sense, you could go to a parent or you could go to a grandparent or you could go to a friend who's a little older and say, so how do you deal with this unending repetition or whatever it is that you're just not able to get around? Because there's information to be mined from people who have had life experience. Go on. <laughs> go on. Keep going with your list, okay, honey? Don't misuse the senses. This is a big one. So we all misuse our senses. We put our attention and our focus on things that actually ultimately disturb us. For me, it's anything scary or violent. Whoa. It just totally unbalances and unsettles me. But we're talking all the senses. So surround yourself with pleasant sense. What are you looking at? How are you interacting with people? Think about what your senses are being exposed to because misuse of the senses is said to be one of the great sources of disease. It's really simple. I mean, that is a simple one. You just got to look around. And I just two interesting things. By accident, I was looking for a sporting event that I wanted to see, and I saw a truly violent moment of something just on regular TV. So for those channel flippers out there, something something that inconsequential on your way, you can really be visually or internally offended on your way to where you're trying to go. And I love that you are talking about senses because one of the things, this is my pet uh another pet discovery of the week or peeve of the week. And this was, I was talking to somebody and they saw this This happened in their little town. Is if you drive by the movieplex on the marquee, it says, see website for details. Sorry, see website for showtimes. And I thought, wow. Because you might not be planning to, for example, see Spider-Man. But if you see something like that out of the corner of your eye, that's the flip side of that horrible thing I saw on my way to see. You know, in your mind, your little brain's going, mm, Spider-Man, yeah, I might want to. Now, it doesn't mean must act now. It's just you file it. It's, it's another sense is what I'm trying to say. You have visual senses. You have the sense of smell. You have your hearing. These are all things that are part of and need to be part of a hole with a W instead of a hole with an H. <laughs> Go on. Very cute. Um, okay. So where were we? We were with, okay, so we did cultivating awareness. Nurture your deepest talents and passions. So here's the concept that life is dynamic, right? So make sure that it stays dynamic and challenging on all levels. 
Keep learning. Keep exploring. Nurture the things that really give you pleasure and make you happy in terms of what you do. Very, very critical. And that can be anything. It could be making clay pots or it can be helping people or it can be standing on your head. It doesn't matter what it is because it only matters to you, right? So that's that one. Exercise. Huh, we hear it all the time. It's so simple. Exercise. What does it mean? But exercise your body and your mind. Exercise regularly. People don't do that. They go in spurts and binges. Use it or lose it. You got to exercise everything. As I say, physical and mental. Then we have to avoid crimes against wisdom. Another one of my favorite Ayurvedic concepts, the concept that there are things like called crimes against wisdom. Well, we all have inner wisdom about who we are, what we are, what we should be doing. So you have to avoid the crimes against them because once you commit the crime, you destabilize yourself and you open yourself up to illness. So make decisions in a settled, intelligent way about what to eat, how to balance, have less emotional drama in your life, be less busy, stop pushing beyond your natural resources. Remember, you have to put in as much energy as you expend to be healthy and balanced. So that's avoiding the crimes against wisdom. That's how you do it. Um, One of the ways to do that is just stop. Find still points. So to achieve crime, lack of crimes against wisdom, you have to adopt contemplative practices so that you can still the mind, dissolve stress, and nurture your creativity. Just a few minutes a day, right, of accessing inner calm, it will pay off. It will help you be able to do all these other things. And then we have to pay attention to seasons because, as I said earlier, and we say a lot, where you are in the season matters in terms of how you're going to feel, in terms of how you're going to eat, in terms of how you're going to metabolize your food. It all matters. So if you pay attention to seasons, it not only starts to help you just focus on day-to-day things more, but it actually has benefits. And I also mean seasons of life, like we talked about earlier. If you are in your vata time, then, and it's fall, a vata season, whoa. And if you're in your pitta time, which a lot of us who are out here doing shows on radio are, you know, actively busy in the world, in our pitta, productive, fiery, ambitious time, that's a heating thing. And in the summer, it can get aggravated. So just be mindful and be mindful in a way that says, oh, I'm hot, I'm feeling hot, I'm angry, I'm cranky, I better eat cooling foods. I'd better put myself in the way of cooling things. Take a walk tonight. It's a full moon tonight. Walking in the full moon is said to be one of the most cooling things you can do. So that's the seasons. And then the final one is, you know, hug, laugh, love, be loved. Really simple things. Actually, laughing and hugging release hormones that make you feel good. So there's a physiological underpinning. But basically, you can't forget that you It sounds like really corny, but you deserve it, but you do. And it's integral. It's meaningful. We're creatures. We're living creatures, animals. We all just want to. Somebody said to me, oh, dogs are so cute. They just want to be hugged. And I was like, loved. And I was like, whoa, so do I. You know, (laughs) that's critical. So that's my sort of little cheat sheet list of just things you can look at. Feed yourself. Don't misuse your senses. Cultivate awareness and clarity. Nurture your deepest talents. Exercise. Avoid crimes against wisdom. Just stop. Pay attention to seasons. Hug, laugh, love, and be loved. That's my list for life. It's kind of like a little cheat sheet. If you're missing any one of them, try and work on it. All right. 
you know, it, it's actually a quite a simple list once people start focusing on the components. Shouldn't be. So you're doing so. So you're doing a post. I should say that. Yeah, next week I'm gonna write. Put this in the post. You know, this will be the post for right. next week. All right. So that and that's law life. LAHlife.com. Thank you very much, Lisa Headley, Ayurvedic practitioner, founder of the Mayflower Spa. This is Lisa Headley's Strategies for Dealing with Stress. Lisa can be found at lahlife.com. Hamara Sukun